Hi, I'm Josiah Bland. I'm Grant Billings, and this is Seeker Start. So this is episode number two now. Number two. Here we go. We're getting going. Moving on up. And um, yeah, as we explained in the trailer, the whole point of this podcast is for us to just, um, you know, almost come alongside you, if you will, quote unquote, um, to kind of show you um, why we should know God and why we should love God. And we're going to kind of start breaking some of these topics down um, almost to their simplest form. Grant, I don't know, bro. Like saying saying we we're coming us alongside them kind of sounds like we're really smart. That's why. Well, that's like why I said quote unquote because <laughs> we can't physically come alongside them. Yeah. But um, we just hope that this is helpful for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not sitting here saying that we know all and we're the say all end all, but um, we just hope this is helpful and productive. We hope this is fruitful. We hope you eat fruit while you listen to this. Don't eat any fruit, guys. Everyone needs fruit. Everyone needs fruit. You had fruit today. Dude, I had pineapple on my pizza. Because pineapple goes on pizza to everyone who's listening to this. Dude, we pineapple just lost goes on pizza. Huh? We just lost people subscribing to our stuff, bro. They just they just unsubscribed. It's all right. Nine. I'm not going to lie. I was a hater on the pineapple pizza. Not bad. Not bad, bro. You got to do it the right way. You got to do... See, if you do pineapple and pepperoni... Pepperoni, dude. It's It's magical. It's really magical. It's a it's, it's a thrilling fruitful. experience. It's a fruitful experience. But so anyway, um, enough with the uh, the jibber jabber. Let's get down to brass tacks <laughs> what are you, here. Freaking ninety years old. <laughs> enough with the jibber jabber, son. Um, what is it that we are gonna start off? What are we What are we getting into here? So last week we talked about seeking God. We talked about how people seek. Um, Everyone's in some some form, some fashion, a seeker of, of something, right? But they're trying to fill that void uh, in their heart. Um, they know they've been created by something, um, and they know they don't have relation with that creator, right? So they're trying to fill that, that void. There's something missing, something that's giving the meaning and purpose and everything else. Um, ultimately, they're missing that right relationship with their creator. Mm-hmm. And so they try to fill that void in their lives. So... Today, we're going to talk about enjoying God. Right. Right. Can we do that? Is that even a possibility? Um, I know, like, I, I didn't know that that was a thing when I was growing up. I thought that to enjoy God meant that um, you have to enjoy everything that happened in the worship service, right? Yep. Um, you have to stop doing all of these things that you, that you like to do. Yeah. And then you need to start following this set of rules that aren't fun, that... All, so pretty much all the things that aren't fun in the world are for God, and that's God's stuff, and you have to enjoy those things. But all the stuff that um, that are that are really fun, that are that all, all my friends are doing, those are the things that I want to do that I actually enjoy. Right. These things that God has, right, um, are not fun. I don't enjoy them. So we're going to talk about what does it look like to enjoy God? Is that possible? Um, are we supposed to be doing that? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, too, when they think of God, whether they're young believers or unbelievers, they pretty much think of God just kind of up there with a, a gavel in his hand and this this giant rule book saying, here's all the things you can't do. And if you do them, you die. Die. And you go to hell. But Kind of true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, true to an extent, which we're going to get into that. But, yeah, I mean, like Josiah was saying, um, we, we can enjoy God and... Um, 
you and know, we're supposed to, and we're made to. We're created to. We're we're created to um to have fellowship with our Creator. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this then. So yeah, as humans, we have this like we've been talking about. We have this innate desire to enjoy. Um, we have we d- we have this desire to be happy in life, um, and so we pursue things. We pursue pleasures in people, right? Places we travel all over the world trying yeah. to see the most beautiful things, right. and we have all these possessions. Yeah. That we think that are going to make us happy and we long to be happy. Uh, and we, we continually pursue this feeling of, of happiness all of our lives. Yeah. Which, which isn't necessarily a bad no. thing. No, no, it's I mean, a good thing. I mean, it's a desire that we have, we have been given to by God, to desire, to enjoy things, to enjoy things. Yeah. And so, but, but these desires, um, for joy, they can only be satisfied in the one that created us. We, so we, like we talked about last week, um, only a seeker that has been, has had their heart open, their their eyes open, yes. their ears open to see and hear, and believe in the true the truth of God's word that He is who He says He is that yeah. He died this death um, for His glory and for His people, right? We believe that, uh, but at the same time, uh, we we can't have this desire to be uh, to be joyful to be happy. It can never be fulfilled. Um, unless that happens, unless we are saved, mm-hmm. unless we have true relationship with the one that right. created us, true, true repentance and, and true belief. Um, unless we have those things, we, um, you know, we, like you were saying, we, we can't enjoy those things. We can't enjoy God to that fullest extent. Um, and, but we try to enjoy we, we everything try else. To, exactly. And so we're, we're seeking, uh, once again, kind of correlating it back to last week is we're seeking for that joy everywhere else. But I mean, like you had just mentioned until our eyes, our heart has been open and awakened. We can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, we try to, we try to enjoy relationships. Um, we, we buy the newest things all the time, right? right? The biggest truck, the bit, the newer thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Um, with your enormous truck, my huge truck, huge I don't have truck, a truck, giant lift kit. Um, I wish dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we always we try to fill our, our lives with this kind of like uh, materialistic joy, yeah, um, or, or or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And um, the the Christian definition of joy, um, kind of as given by um, John John Piper. Piper, the 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 Pastor John. If you listen to Ask Pastor John, um, check that out, guys. It's, or if he's, great. he's the pastor of your church, um, but. Um, he says, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world, in the word and in the world. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, the, it's, it's a good feeling though, right? Yeah. Christian joy. It is actually a good feeling. A very good feeling. Um, it's a good feeling that it takes place in your soul. Yes. Right. It's produced by something. It's not produced by you. Right. Um, you are not capable of producing this type of joy. No. Where you look at Jesus and you say, "Wow, I love him." Yes, it's produced by the Holy Spirit, like we said, uh, when He opens your heart, opens your eyes, opens your ears, softens your heart to hear His word. Um, he causes us to do something, um, and this something causes us to be joyful. Right, and that something is He causes us to see how beautiful Jesus is. Yes, um, the message of the gospel. Yeah, to to see kind of the the whole um, the whole picture kind of zoomed out in a way of, you know, seeing the gospel, like you were saying, seeing that I was a sinner 
I could not bring myself joy. There was no way. I was condemned. And then, you know, Jesus paying the price, being the ultimate sacrifice, paying for our sins, saving us as sinners. Yes. And then once we are saved, we see it as, wow. oh my goodness. Dude. Like, wow. It like open, it, it hits you hard, yes. you know, and, and we can see these, we can see Christ in two different ways. One, we see him in his, in his word that he has given to us. Yes. Right. We also see him in the things that he has created. Right. Um, so we can look around and we can see, wow, God is giving me air to breathe, right? Yeah. Even little things. Yeah. Um, God is giving me food to eat. Yeah. He has given me clothes. He's provided medicine for me. He's provided transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a million things we can see. Wow. We can see God's patient character, right? In the way that he gives oxygen to those who are going to sin against him in that very moment. Yeah. Um, he gives them muscles to be strengthened, to do things that are um, acts that are sinful in his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sustains sinners to sin against him. Right. And, and it's like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and it's almost weird to think about it in that way, but it's like, you know, non-Christians are still sustained by Christ. Yeah. They are still able to eat, live, breathe, drink water, do things, whatever, even though they hate God. Yeah. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Exactly. Um, so he is still sustaining everything that is happening in his, in his creation. Right. But we ultimately, we see God in his, his character in the things that he has given us. Yeah. And so we can actually enjoy those too, which is actually what we're going to talk about next week, um, yeah. that we can enjoy God's gifts. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, and I mean, kind of uh, kind of changing gears, um, we also see in something that we don't, something we don't think about, um, a lot of people kind of read a lot of scripture and don't think about this, um, which... I mean, I guess someone listening to this can say, hey, speak for yourself, buddy. But Vision sign. You, you speak for yourself a bit. <laughs> um, but one thing we, we see is that God is joyful. Um, I mean, and if we're being honest, like we were saying, I mean, most people and Christians think of God in, in terms Wait, of... Wait, are you saying that pe- Christians aren't people? No. You said people and Christians. People and Christians. <laughs> Christians people are and like Christians. No, there's Christians else. and then there's people. Christians are way... Okay. Stop it, dude. Um, People that aren't Christians... There you go. And Christians (laughs) think of God a lot of times in um, kind of in terms of like this um, frowning face, uh, like angry, like God, um, which I mean, God is righteously angry um, toward people who break the law, people who are sinners, people who are you know, unbelievers or whatever the case may be there. Um, but, and, and God's anger and hatred is intensely true. Um, and as non-Christians, it's something to be very fearful of. Right. Cause if God is angry towards lawbreakers, people that have sinned against him, I mean, spitting in his face time after time. Um, and he is, he's just, he has to punish you. Yes. Right. So that's, that's a, that's something to be afraid of, right? Yeah. Of, of that, of that judgment that is coming on, uh, that is coming very soon to those who have sinned against him. Right. Yeah. You know, in the same time though, in the, in the church, I think that the church has done a bad job of portraying God. Um, mm. 
So like you can overemphasize love, and I think that's happened a lot in in the church today. In the, yeah, the you American know, just church. Ex- yeah. Just accept everyone, no matter what. Yeah. Um, whenever God doesn't say that at all. Yeah. Um, just accept everyone, no matter their lifestyle. They don't kind have of, to kind change. Kind of the new Come age, like spirituality, new age, like gospel type, to where it's like, you know, accept everyone for who they are. Right. Which like, t- on one hand, like you know, love everyone, but. Don't not don't dismiss right. sinful lifestyles. I mean, Christ calls us to repentance. You yeah. Know? So he calls us to repentance, and he he doesn't just say, "Hey, you have to repent." He also gives us the Helper in the Holy Spirit, exactly, which helps us to hate our sin that we once loved right. so much. Um, but in the same way that that love can be overemphasized in the way it's like God loves everyone, no matter mm-hmm. what. You don't have to blah 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 blah. Well, um, in the same way that that is overemphasized in some places, anger. And, and law and doing, doing, doing to yeah. earn God's favor um, can also be overemphasized. The, the hellfire brimstone. Well, I mean, it's it's true to some extent, but at right. the same time, whenever we look at, you know, what are we teaching in church? Most of the time, if you're if you're if we were to be honest, churches teach about what do we have to do? How do we have to please, or what do we have to do with our lives to please God? What do we have to give up? Almost like a, almost like a legalistic, um, standpoint, if you will. These are the, you know, the list of do's and don'ts you have to do in order to, to like be a Christian, if you will, Mm -hmm. which don't get me wrong. There are things you have to turn from. There are things you, um, that we are commanded to do by the scriptures, but ultimately those aren't the things that save us. They those are the works, us. right? Those are the works that are going to be produced out of a, a heart for, for Christ, for the gospel. Yeah, and our pastor, um, our pastor Barry, he Barry Gibson, he said this week, uh, today actually, recording on Sunday, and it, he said that uh, Barry thing, pretty much, you know, uh, he said that we don't like all these works that we're doing. Uh, they're not to pl- to please God or get favor in God's eyes on yeah. our behalf, right? Uh, we don't follow the law. We were reading in, uh, or we were studying in uh, Galatians two, um, eleven through tw- twenty one, I think. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much just said, Paul's getting at Peter, Peter for 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 pretty much just like saying these these Gentiles need to start following the law. Yeah. And he didn't come out and say that the way he was acting and everything. Right. Around the Paul Jews says people, you yeah. cannot be justified by works of the law. Yeah. If you could be justified by works of the law, then Christ died for no reason. Right. Right. So. Um, but the, the problem in the church is that it's not that they're teaching you need to be holy and you need to follow these laws that Christ has, has commanded us to. The problem is that they don't emphasize the gospel, right? right? Like, hey, where is this good news at? Because when I go to church, sometimes it just sounds like bad news. Like, yeah. man, I can't live up to that ever. Yeah. You know, I'm trying, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is that Jesus saves. Right. Um, and he say, once he saved, the first time you, you come into that position of, of salvation you're saved for good. You're never more saved or less saved than you, than you were at the beginning. When you are saved, you are saved. Yeah. Plain and simple. You are sealed. But let's check out, let's check out how, how God is joyful. What does it mean for God to have a nature that is joyful? Yeah. Um, what does God have joy in? Yeah, definitely. Those are really good questions. Uh, so Luke two, eight through 11 says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So the very message that, that the whole entire New Testament is based upon, this coming God-man coming down into earth to live this life of, of, of humans, yep. right? And then to die, it's a message of great joy. Yes. This was God's plan. It was a message of great joy. Yeah, it was his plan since the, the beginning of, of creation, since yeah. the beginning of time. This was his plan. And yeah, I mean, like you just said, I mean, I can't really emphasize it enough. It's just, is a plan of great joy. There's a savior coming. Yeah. There's a savior coming to walk among us and to save his people. Yeah. And he did it for, for our joy. Yes. But for his joy. Yes. Right. This was his joyful for plan. For his joy, for his glory. Yeah. To, to please the wrath that God has upon sinners. Right. right? On you and me. Um, the listener and for me and Grant, um, God sent Christ to save us. Yes. How joyful, how much more joyful can it get that right. we can actually have a relationship you, you with You are now not going to be, I mean, I mean, Romans 8, 1, you are, you are no longer condemned. Yeah. You're, there's no condemnation. Dude, I get so um, happy. It's so awesome. So yeah, and then we see it again in uh, Luke 15, 3 through 7. Yeah. Um, it says, so he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Yeah. So where does where does God find joy here? And and people coming finding his lost yeah. sheep and if you bringing will. them back. Yes. Right? Bringing them to himself. When um, when when someone repents and turns from their their life of sin and and turns to Christ, you know? It's Whenever they he see rejoices. him, rejoices. Right? Yeah. yeah, dude, he's he's happy that he saves. Like that that brings him joy to save people. Um, that's I love that. That's so amazing. Well, yeah, and I mean later on in that verse too, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Yeah, over ninety nine righteous persons who need no repentance. So when one sinner repents, yeah, there's joy in heaven. Yeah, man, that's so great. That's so good. Hebrews twelve two. It says this. Uh, look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So why did Jesus endure the cross? That's a great question. Because that's kind of a a somber thought, you know? Yeah. I mean, he died an excruciating death. Yeah. And I mean, on one hand, it's like, yes, he died for sinners. He died for us. But at the same time, it's like, why? Long. Yeah, Christ endured the terrible, this terrible death, like yeah. the most <laughs> craziest, awful, painful death that you could possibly imagine. Right. Because he saw that the joy that was set before him was greater than the suffering he was going to go through. Yeah. He saw those that he was going to save from the grip of sin. Mm-hmm. He saw his bride, the church, right? He saw those who he would save knowing that they could not save themselves. And he laid down his life because the thought of the joy and the glory that would come 
far surpassed his present suffering. Our God, Jesus Christ, is a God of immeasurable joy. I love that so much. Yeah. He's, he saves, right? And he does it for joy's sake. Right. Right? He does it because it's, a, it's, it's what brings him joy. Um, just knowing, like, first of all, to say that it, he gets joy from it, he gets joy because he's the only one that can do that. Yeah. Right? Like, it, he br- it brings him joy to be glorified in that. Um, for us to reflect his glory mm. back to him for what he's done in us. Yeah. Right. Um, he saves, we can't save ourselves. He joyfully comes and says, I'll do it. Yeah. And then he does it. Right. And it says here for the joy that was set before him. Mm. Right. So he's a joyful God, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, if he wasn't a joyful God, then we'd all be spinning our wheels and chasing our tails yeah. and, and be lost, not knowing where to go, what to do. But it's, it's only through him, through that sacrifice, through his death, that we are able to have that direction that comes from him that he takes joy in, that he is a part of. Yeah, and uh, Nehemiah 8.10 goes off this again. It says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat, eat and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who is nothing ready. This day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy... Of the Lord is your strength. Mm. That's such an interesting thing. I think we talk about that a lot. Like it's on T-shirts and stuff. The joy of the Lord is my strength. No, the joy of the Lord. Yeah, I was trying to think of what song is. Is, uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? I think so. I I don't know. But uh, what that really means is it says the joy of the Lord, meaning the Lord's joy. Yeah. Is our strength. Mm-hmm. So the way that we say this, like if you want to say it another way, is that. Our strength is in the Lord's joy in us. Yeah. Right? The Lord is joyful within us, then we are strengthened by that. Because, like the Bible talks about, if if he is, uh, who could stand against us? Right. If he is for us, mm. the creator. Right? I was about to go into the, the Chris Tomlin. Um, and if God is for oh, us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just I've been on this Chris Tomlin kick slash discussion for the good part of the day. Dude, a lot of people hate on Chris Tomlin and for good reason because he just came out with some He just dookie. came out with an album with Florida Georgia Line <laughs> and Thomas Rhett. But he's, Are you kidding me? He was a trailblazer. He we can all agree with that. was. So, um, everything in, enjoying God means enjoying the salvation, right? Mm-hmm. That he gives us in Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Um, we're going to look at some verses here. How how do we enjoy God? That's the question that we're asking. Yeah. We, we enjoy God by enjoying the salvation that he's given us. That he has given us. Right. Freely. So let's look at, let's check out some verses here. Yeah. So Habakkuk 7. Wow. All right. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. Got it that time. Good job, bro. Um. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of olive fail, and the wow, dude, I, I, got, dude, the I fields yield this. no food. <laughs> the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Yeah, so 
Um, we take like all of these terrible things are happening. The fig tree won't won't blossom, right? The fruits not on the vine anymore. Um, the olive oils. Um, the March Madness got canceled. Oh. Um, <laughs> all of that, you know. So what is what's left? I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Yes, though everything is falling down around you, you, you know, lose your job, you you know, everything's great aunt, going great wrong. Great Aunt Margaret passed. All these things can you know, all these terrible things can happen around us, but we can still take joy in the God of our salvation. We are sealed in Christ. So, uh, Psalm thirty-five nine. It says this: Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord. Exulting in his salvation. Psalm 13, 5. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Rejoicing in salvation. First um, Peter 1, 8 and 9 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Romans 1.16, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we should be joyful as Christians, right? Yes. But what happens when we're not? How does... Let's look at this next psalm here. Uh, psalm 50, 51.12. Um, Sometimes, like, because we f- we're fallen, we, we struggle with joy in our salvation even, right? Yeah. Um, there are times of, of really hard sorrow. Um, there's no joy to be found in, in, in your heart. Right. Um, what does Psalm 51 say? Uh, we see David crying out. He says this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Like, Sometimes there's going to be times where you have to pray, God, restore to me this joy. Yes. Restore it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, to kind of, kind of wrap up here, we see, um, to go back on this definition, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul. It's produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word, in the Bible and in the world. So let's think, uh, for the, this next week, guys, uh, if you're listening, or whenever you're listening, just just remember that yeah. uh, your joy is found in Jesus Christ yeah. by seeing His character, by seeing His nature, um, by remembering what He's done for you, by seeing what He's given us in the world. Yeah. Um, see His like in the little things. Start seeing like when you're eating um, around a table. Like look at that food and be like, dude, God provided this for me. Yeah. There's no other way I would have this unless God had provided this for me. Yeah. Um, Looking at, the, looking at the people sitting around the dinner table with you. God thank is, you, God. Thank you, God, for these people that you have placed in my life. You are a loving, gracious God. I can, yes. I can tell right now because of what I'm seeing around me. Um, read the scriptures and see every little detail about God. Dude, yeah. wow, he is, he is wrathful. That is something to be feared in the heart. Yes. Right? Respected with great respect. Mm-hmm. Um, we see what he's done all throughout the generations, you know, in, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, we see God just doing amazing things. Right. Um, and ultimately, the culmination of all of it, we see Christ come. Remember what Christ did. Yeah. Have joy in that. Yeah. Remember what he's done. The salvation that you have is not yours. It's his. He's given it to you. Um, he's gracious and merciful. And he loves you so much. Remember that. And yeah. if you're lost, come come into this understanding. Hear these words. Trust in Jesus Christ. 
Um, you are a sinner. We are all sinners. Trust in Jesus Christ alone to save you. Only he can save you. And if you have any questions, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Yeah, definitely. So, And one last thing. We can only have joy in life. There's only one way to have joy in life, and that's through him. Yes. That's, that's with relationship with him. That's it. Facts. Yeah. So, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, that's going to kind of wrap up this episode. Um, so be sure to check us out on Instagram at Seeker Start Pod. Um, find us on Facebook, Seeker Start. Um, you know, be sure to give us a like, share it on your pages, you know, share it with the people that you want to hear this as well. Um, and if you want to chat with us, if we said something and you're kind of unsure of what it meant, uh, you're unsure of what we're talking about at all, you know, how do I find this joy? In and Christ? maybe, maybe we said something that you think is not accurate. We'd love to, we love to, I mean, we're not above being corrected. So, yeah. No, not um, at we're all. We're not perfect by any means. So we would love to have any kind of conversation with anyone. Yeah. Go ahead and shoot us a DM uh, on Instagram, message on Facebook, or if you want, you can shoot us an email, be a little bit more formal about it. Use your these and thous through email. Um, email us at seekerstart at gmail.com. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So thanks again for listening um, and tune in next week for a fresh episode every Monday. See, See you guys. Ya.